0: Hey guys, it's Mark from Nothing More. We're bringing the True Tour to you in 2019 with special guests of Mice and Men, Bad Flower, and Palisades. Get tickets right meow.
1: Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and StateMedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting StateMedia.com and tagging No Clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag WeAreConcerts.
2: Hey, Jason, you know that No Clubs has a ton of shows coming up in February? What? Yeah, a a bunch of them. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah, tell me. I will. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm waiting. Are you? Well, technically. Tuesday, February 5th, 7 Dust is coming to Janice Live. Tuesday, February 12th, Shut Up and Dance with Walk the Moon at Janice Live. Friday, February 15th, also at Janice Live, you can catch the Yonder Mountain String Band. Yonder Mountain String Band. Yeah. Saturday, February 16th, across the bay at the Orpheum, you can catch Lee, Scratch, Perry, and Subatomic Sound System at the Blackboard Jungle Dub 45th Anniversary Tour. Try saying that 10 times fast. No, I'm going to leave that to you. Yeah, all right. Next night, also at the Orpheum, Sunday, February 17th, Murder by Death and J. Roddy Walton and The Business are coming. Wednesday, February 20th, at the Orpheum, Copeland. Sunday, February 24th, Revolver Presents, Corrosion of Conformity, Crowbar the Obsessed, and Mothership at the Orpheum. Then Monday, February 25th, we've got a hip-hop show, A Boogie with the Hoodie. Is going to be at the Ritz Ebor with Don Q and Trap Manny. That's a great name, Trap Manny. That's a great name. I love and that.
1: And I want to know if I'm going to be able to get in without a hoodie on.
2: Uh, I think you have to wear a hoodie. That's bullshit. It's a it's a boogie with the hoodie. I'm I'm down with it though. Yeah, we're not cool enough to go to that show. I don't. Know. I don't even own a hoodie. Yeah. And then Wednesday, February 27th, closing out a busy month at Janice Live, Cypress Hill and Hollywood Undead are bringing their tour to town. And you know who's actually on that bill? Who's Who? playing on that tour? x to the z exhibit yeah really yeah exhibit (laughs) yeah seriously actually it's funny if you go on google and you start typing exhibit the first thing that comes up is is exhibit alive so (laughs) to answer that question yes he is alive and he's going to be at janice live wednesday february 27th with cypress hill and hollywood and dead that's going to be an interesting show for sure i'll be
1: pissed if it's a hologram
2: no no it's no hologram he is going to be pimping rides in the flesh So all that and more coming up for No Clubs in February. Also, a ton of great shows in March. Just head to statemedia.com and you can look at all of the dates, all of the shows, everything coming up in the Tampa Bay area. Find links to where you can get tickets and more. Just do it. Just go out to the shows. Do it. It'll be fun. Welcome to Cigar City Radio episode number 92. The song you just heard was Cast Out by the band Kino Camino off the album Bait is for Sissies. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and make the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanez.
1: Do you think that teenagers could build the foundation for a house with all of the c- they make?
2: That's actually a good question for uh, politicians. You should ask that at like the next debate. Like, you know how they pick people to, like, go and ask a question? Oh, yeah. That should be you. You should ask that question specifically. Pretty sure
1: I'll get arrested or... No, no, no. Something would happen.
2: No, they'll be good with it.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Do you think they're going to spend a minute each on it?
2: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Good. I'm excited for this.
2: Yeah. Our guests on this episode are Tampa scene heroes, Susie and Keith Ulrey from the band Pogo. Pogo formed in the mid-90s as part of the... DIY indie emo scene of the time. And uh, they called it quits in 1997. 21 years later, they are back with their new album, Secret Club, out now on New Granada Records. It's a fantastic record. Keith and Susie are amazing, incredible people who are so fun to be around. It was such a great hang. We went into Micro Groove, which is the store Keith owns in Seminole Heights. And chatted with them after hours and had a grand old time. We could have talked for more and more hours if we wanted to. I could have listened to both of them talk forever. That's true. I could just listen I could just listen to the two of them for a while. They have some great stories and you can just feel the love between them when you're you're hanging out and getting to know them. So Hopefully you get to know them a little bit better through this interview. Check out Pogo's Secret Club anywhere that you can listen to music. You can also buy it direct from New Granada at newgranada.com slash artist slash Pogo. That's P-O-H-G-O-H. So here it is, episode number 92. So it is a beautiful Monday night, It's kind of a chilly Monday night actually, Mm -hmm. in Seminole Heights, Florida. We are at the world-famous MicroGroove, hanging with the proprietor of MicroGroove, Keith Ulrey and his wife, Susie Ulrey, who are also half of uh, legendary Tampa emo band, Pogo. Hello. 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 So, first, yeah, thanks for being on the show. Y'all. Thank you for know, having us. I know you've had a very busy uh, week or so. Yes. Um, and it, it's great that you can sit down and, and chat with us now. So, I guess to catch everybody up, so you've been on tour with Mineral for the last few days. Yes. Mineral and Tancred. And I, I want to yes. give a shout out to Tancred. Yes, 100%. Um, and it's Mineral's, what is it, the 25th 20, anniversary? 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. We Man. old, yeah. I, no, I feel <laughs> so old. So, so, but your Pogo was kind of a, originally uh, kind of a contemporary of Mineral, right? Or
3: um, briefly,
0: briefly, yes. I mean, they we were both around at the same time, okay. and we traveled in very, very close circles. But we never really crossed any paths other than like seeing them when they were here. And
4: yeah, we never know. like played shows. By the time mm-hmm. they were here, we were already done.
0: Yeah, so yeah. we broke up just before they did, actually, in nineteen ninety seven. Um, but they, because they were a touring machine, they definitely had a, a larger groundswell than we did. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we they were, were going
4: so to sign to Interscope. Yeah,
0: they were about yeah. to yeah. sign to Interscope Records and stuff like that. So, um, But we had definitely cut from the same cloth. We know a lot of the same people, and it, that's what kind of made awesome hanging out with them these last... Four days was that we could just talk about a lot of commonality and people and old stories and well and well, yeah. and
4: we met we met Chris after the fact yeah. um, because when Mineral did their reunion at was it FEST yeah 2014 he came down here first and he <clears throat> played for Keith at New World mm-hmm. cool. and we totally hit it off and we hung out with him the whole weekend and so. It was just kind of good timing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: You were telling me earlier, so you, you emailed them, like, specific, or you hit them up about the Tampa show specifically. Yeah,
0: because Chris and I had stayed in contact. Um, his band, Zookeeper, now called Mountain Time, had mm-hmm. played a couple of my South by Southwest parties that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah.
4: And played here, too.
0: Yeah, and so that's how we also knew each other to bring them over here solo. And then, uh, so when they announced their tour dates... They had four Southeast shows and one was Tampa. So I had messaged Chris and said, man, we would love to play Tampa. And originally he said, yeah, you know, I think our, you know, our, our agent and our parties involved, there's not going to be any openers, but if that opens up, you're definitely on the bill. No one else is going to play. And we're like, that's awesome. That's really cool. And then all of a sudden I checked back in with him maybe a month later and I said, Hey, any word on that? And he's like, Oh yeah, you should be seeing an email in like a day. And the email came in from their agent, and it was for all floors, four Southeast shows. Miami, Orlando, Tampa, and Atlanta. That's really so cool. So that was amazing. It was really and, fun. And way beyond what we expected. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well,
2: that it seems like it's kind of like putting a putting a cherry on top of what was, you know, even though it happened in 2019, but yeah. it puts the cherry on top of 2018, which yeah. seems like it was a really, like, almost triumphant year for Pogo, okay. you okay. know, with totally you know with the release of secret club and and you you know you did a tour after that and you know there's just so much cool stuff i felt like was happening around pogo and everyone was excited you know i was there um at gasparilla we were Mm -hmm. you know side stage doing this talking to other people Mm -hmm. at gasparilla when um you performed and that was like you know i could i could like feel the emotion in the (laughs) audience from people (laughs) that were so stoked that you were Doing it and killing it. And it sounded so good. And that I had I had actually never listened to the band until that time. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it was like my total introduction to you. I was like, man, these guys are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, like your voice, Susie, is so like just pure and and like I don't know, there's like an earnestness to it that's it's my favorite
4: thing to do. I express myself better when I sing to the point where Keith has a talk mic when we play because my in between song banter is so, below, subpar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so
2: Keith is the official banter. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 Always. Sometimes well, yeah. you need that in the band, though. You mm-hmm. totally. need to have the, the,
0: the yeah. banter person. Otherwise, it's dead silence. Yeah, where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too- yeah, you're tuning. And yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. me, so. like, totally ruining a punchline or flubbing yeah. my words or yeah. saying something that's just silly. And yeah. Yeah. So,
2: so, yeah. yeah so, I, I, you know, even though I wasn't there in the beginning, it was cool to see, you know, the return of Pogo now well, thank this you so year much. And, and, you know, all the, all the, the hype around sure. the band was very well deserved.
0: Well, and you know? that's the thing, you know, when we officially got back together and started writing songs and we knew that there was going to be a plan, a new album, a tour, we we knew, okay, there's going to be people that are going to be really excited we're back together. But we also knew just because of the landscape of the independent and DIY music scene that we were going to be a brand new band to a lot of people. Yeah. So we we also treat the band as, that, as just that a brand new band. So even when we're playing shows and we play a couple old songs and we play the new songs, you know, we 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 recognize, and we'll even sometimes acknowledge verbally at a show, like, hey, we know you don't know us, but these are some new songs. This is a brand new album. It's for sale over there. Whatever, that yeah. classic thing. But um, so it's actually been kind of cool, you know, and, uh, and, and it feels very nostalgic um, to revisit being a new band, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. while also being nostalgic for the true nostalgia of being back together after twenty one years. Does yeah. that make well sense? And
4: we're doing it now because it's fun. It's fun. You know? Yeah. There's no expectation. I mean, Mm-mm. I know that we've had a really busy year, but that's all snowballed from us having so much fun playing yeah. together again and writing all these songs and being like, Okay, let's make a record. Yeah. Well, maybe we should tour. Well, maybe we should play Pop Fest. Well, maybe we should play Fest. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. It's like all the and all this stuff happened, so it's all been a whirlwind, but just really super cool and yeah. exciting and validating and yeah. just rewarding. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's, we're, there's, it's definitely not a machine. Like we're not like professionals and stuff like that. I mean, we have a general idea of what we want to do. Like, you know, I've had a couple people say, "Hey, would Pogo want to play this show or that show?" And I'm like well, our next eight months is kind of booked out. Plus, Mm -hmm. it's more
4: complicated now that we're all grown up and we have our own lives and it takes planning and now you can't just at the drop of a hat yes. pick up it's, and go. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. You know? I, I know
2: like there's uh I think we, we interviewed Fastball a while ago and <laughs> they were uh they were talking about how somebody messaged them on Instagram and was like, "Hey, you need to come to, you know, Turkey yeah. and you can stay at my house and you can do this show." <laughs> and he, they were like, "Well, that's not how like bands in their yeah. 40s tour, <laughs> yeah, you know. Sure. <laughs> like that's you can't do that when yes. you have two kids. You can't just go off and stay at somebody's house somewhere, sure, you know." Sure. But so that's so yeah, that's really that's interesting. So yeah. let's, let's kind of bring it back. So again, yeah, for like the new point. listener or the new Pogo mm-hmm. fans, people that don't know the history of the band. So you started in the mid early 90s. Like when when did the band form and the, how did it form?
0: The band started uh, in the spring of 1994. Um, there was a different singer, uh, very young girl named Kobe. And when I say young, she was young. She was, like, 16. Wow. She's a Years,
4: year so, younger than me, yeah. just from the record. So, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> She's yeah, like, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, and it was kind of interesting. We were, like, this tiered band. We were 16, 18, 20, and 22 Okay. We so only one there. of you could get into the bar. Yeah, you know? so I was yeah. the old guy. And we used to just, the, the scene in Tampa in the, the mid-'90s was amazing because it was punk rock, it was DIY, but there was also high-level club shows that just, it all blended very nicely and we played a lot and just created a good following and um, you know, good pop songs. Kobe was a wonderful front person, very energetic. And we did a, we did a national tour, two, two US tours with her and a couple records, and then she left because she was graduating high school, going to go to college, the whole thing. Susie was in another really popular band at the time. We really loved her voice. We really loved her songwriting. So we were like, look, let's just ask her if she wants to join. And this was in uh, December of 95. Yeah. And so she joined that January. And by March, we were recording a 7-inch with Susie. And um, by mm-hmm. the summer, you know, we were doing a five-week U.S. tour. Wow. You know, put And uh, put out a split 7-inch with Braid. And uh, when we got back in the fall, we started recording our, our debut album. You know, and the album came out. We broke up before the album came out. Yeah. And Isn't that it, always how it happens? Yeah. And then we <laughs> played like a, we did get back together for a, a hometown mm-hmm. album release sure. show. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then that was pretty much it for the band. So we were only together for about two, two and a half years, you know. But we were able to, by touring in old school, because back then, you know, pre internet, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were, um, resources like there was a magazine you could buy at the punk rock record stores called book your own fucking life i don't know if i can cuss on this podcast, you can but absolutely I just did.
2: you can fucking cuss
0: all you all right. fucking want but it was a yeah, cool because put out by
4: maximum rock put
0: up by maximum Rock. so you would submit to it and then that way you so if you bought it you would look up like oh we want to go to you know virginia you'd go to virginia and it would say hi my name's so-and-so i book these kind i book punk rock and indie rock oh. and i really like this and then you'd call that person and you know, like I have old issues that still have like Jimmy World and Jim Atkins home phone number in it. Like that's that's how old school it was, you know, that's so cool. And so that's how we met these bands, you know, like Braid and Promise Ring and all that kind of stuff back in the day. And, you know, when we, we went to Urbana a couple times and played with Braid or, you know, we played with Promise Ring when they came down here to Orlando, you know, it was us, them and Hot Water Music. And we were all just kind of peers doing our thing. And, uh, so I kind of lost track of where I was going with that, but it just—you're um, going with it, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. But it's—it it just what I was getting at was just that, you know, you know, we because of that networking, we were able to kind of place ourselves into that little bit of lore, I guess, to use kind of a broad word. Yeah. You know, when people look back at what they call second wave emo or whatever, and you know, we never really looked at ourselves as an emo band. We were an indie rock band. We yeah. just happened to. F- nicely fall in with these cool people that also got lumped into that yeah.
2: word. Well, and I think so. at the time I feel like emo was like almost like a bad word, you know? Yeah, mm, like It
4: wasn't w- even a thing yet. It wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't
2: a That's thing until yeah, yeah. You know,
4: a a like the 2000s. Yeah, this you know? is
2: pre-Get Up Kids and yes.
0: Dashboard yeah, well, Confessional. It was before <laughs> Get Up Kids,
4: were they ever on a major label? No. No, it was before they got huge. Yeah. You know, and then it kind of morphed into the Silliness, yeah. That is like my chemical romance, right? Sure. Right.
3: Mean, right. Yeah,
0: and I'm I sure. I mean, that's no,
4: not knocking anyone else's musical take. Right. I personally don't enjoy that. Yeah. Other people could. Good for you. you yeah, know, yeah.
0: Just, yeah. No, not, I mean, obviously, obviously we're talking sure. about a
2: very different scene sure. here and very different types yeah. of music. So
0: historically, know? to get back to what we're saying, is that's that's how we were able to fall into that. You know what I mean? And you know, there was a, a compilation that came out in 1997 called ironically enough the emo diaries volume one One. chapter one One. had jimmy world sam i am jejun and we were lucky enough to have the closing song on there and that really was a
4: that was the that was the impact that
0: was the impact i mean we had a we just played atlanta on saturday night and i had a guy come up to me and said and we played the song he said i never thought i would ever get to hear that song live ever in my entire life wow so it that's kind of cool you know and um so and of course we like I'd mentioned before we had put out a split seven inch with braid so that that kind of sealed us with our kind of uh, cool factor I guess you yeah, know, yeah. With, you know so.
2: well it's also amazing just thinking back about how important something like a compilation mm-hmm. was back then Whereas yeah. you know I guess it's like what playlists are now yeah. you know just well.
4: Well, and it requires effort. You have to yeah. seek it out. Now yeah. everything's at your fingertips. Right, right. You know? well, and you can just listen to this one song and not the whole record. What's know?
0: really interesting is because the album came out on CD after we broke up, we, we never knew whether it sold well. Mm-hmm. We, we just told the guy to put it out, like, just sell them. You yeah. know? And it wasn't until we got back together two or three years ago and created the Facebook page and the social media train started going that people started commenting and messaging us like, this song was my jam. This album was my thing. We were like, "Whoa!"
4: Like we found People out some really, really cool album. stuff. Yeah. Like, like not not huge impacts, but like little tiny yeah. waves. Like, there's this writer, um, a YA writer in Brazil. Brazil. Mm-hmm. And um, he's worked Pogo into one of his novels, and he actually sent us the store, the book. Really? Yeah. You know, one um, of the characters
0: is named Pogo. Yeah, that's lot, awesome. Like yeah. cool
4: things like that. Cool you know, thing. and yeah. like we've had a couple of. Um, a couple of videos sent to us of bands in Japan doing full cover sets of Pogo have
2: I've seen like mm-hmm. I, at least one of those that you and that, posted. I mean, to you know, know that
4: we've had that kind of...
0: In Russia, we've seen Ripple, cover, cover yeah, songs wow. in Russia. so
4: cool, you know, on you such know? a small scale. but
0: So it wasn't until we got back we realized, you know. So, you know, uh, last year we re-released our very first album on vinyl for the first time. It was a 20th anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. We said, oh, let's just limit it to like 200, you know. They're gone. Boom! It went within two or three months. Which is, wow.
4: I mean, relatively two hundred yeah. copies. But yeah, still but for a, a indie band, a DIY been around band, forever, like you yeah. know, so it was cool. It was very cool. Yeah. So, and you know, after the band broke up, we did a couple. Uh, we've been doing stuff together with project-wise over the years, yeah, but
0: we've never stopped playing music. But yeah. yeah.
2: So I, I was gonna kind of ask about that if mm-hmm. you don't mind, because because yeah. you're you're married now. So yeah. At what point did. Did the the love begin, if you will? You know, like oh, where he it was. He was always in love with. Him. Oh, He admitted. Okay. No, he admitted, he
4: That is true. That is true. It. Yeah. Just t- you tell the story. You well,
0: it's. I I'll keep it simple. Uh, the band broke up in '97. You know, we each had our own significant others. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd always had a thing for Susie, and um, so we were even in another band and toured then. And then it was the summer of '99, and we both, within a month, broke up with our Significant others, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was actually really upset because I was like, fuck. Because I gotten so used to not having to pursue her. Uh-huh. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, like or just this, like not
2: having to date this unobtainable, yeah.
0: not goal, oh, or, goal. Oh, okay. that makes her sound like an object, but you know what I mean? Like, like, then nothing to oh, well, she's off limits, yeah. And you know, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, fuck it, man. And so I just told her, I said, let's do this. and. Five months later, we were engaged. Eight months later, we were married. And it's been 18 years. Wow.
4: We only yeah. dated, yeah, we only dated a for months. a little while, yeah.
0: Well, we already knew each other so well. We knew yeah, each
4: other. I mean, yeah. I mean,
2: you had toured together, so, yeah. you know, that's yeah. all you need to get yeah. to know somebody. When, when you have
0: lived in a van and farted in front of somebody, you, yeah. you know them pretty well. Yeah. When <laughs> you
4: nicknamed <laughs> Dr. Toilet, because I'm pointing at myself, podcast listeners, <laughs> you clog the toilet after all the boys, <laughs> and, you know, all bets are off, you know. But like, if he doesn't like me after that.
2: Yeah, that's right, it, it must be true
0: love,
4: yeah. that, Do- if that's
2: Dr. the case. Dr. Toilet,
0: man. That's my
4: name.
0: Dr. Toilet. And
4: he was Dr. Doctor fart, just uh, for Dr. the fart. record. I believe that one. We have there.
0: band nicknames. Yeah, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that sounds no, great. We, well, mm-hmm.
4: we all we all got PhDs and these stupid things that summer. Yes. You know, yeah, farts, toilets. So so,
2: farts. so the band's done, but yeah. you're you're together yes. and you get married, and yeah. then you know. It's, we're still only at 99, so yeah. then what's going on in between that and the full return of
0: Pogo? Uh, well, we continued to make music with other bands, just locally, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. touring. We are like,
4: oh, let's just keep being a local band, blah, blah, blah. We played, some, we played um, South by Southwest a couple times yeah. and put a record out. In other bands.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then in 2002, Susie was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. 2001. 2001. Get your So so like get your date straight the you. symptoms started creeping up and mm-hmm. her mobility started to deplete and so we continue to play music but any thoughts of being a full-time it's band were just no yeah. way so for about 10 years we were just hanging out, you know, and I was a promoter putting on shows at New World. We were those, active uh, with the label. Yeah. You know, yeah and yeah, I yeah. think that that's stuff. how
4: we, we maintained our so, visibility because we still have, you know, yeah,
2: um, And that's networking. New Granada New yeah. Granada Records for yeah. the listeners yeah. who don't know. So
0: in 2005, we were doing the Christmas night show at New World and we, we got four bands from the 90s Tampa music scene together to do to a reunion show. And it was a benefit for the National uh, MS Society. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Like four pe- 400 people showed up. I mean, we raised thousands and thousands. It was just that's it awesome. was sold out. I mean, we were turning people away. So we played that night. And Susie's symptoms, were like her hands weren't working. So that night, we had to play with her just singing and a, and mm. a friend playing guitar. And we thought, well, that's it. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, you know, as, as years would go on and other anniversaries would happen, like then we hit the 15th anniversary of the label. And so we were like, man, wouldn't it be fun to do a reunion with the first singer? Because that was the very first record on our label, New Granada. Yeah, So we did that. Man, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Then we hit the 20th anniversary, which was 2014. And we were like, let's do another reunion. And then in 2014, we played all five of us for the first time ever. So we did a split set of songs with Susie, and then Kobe, the original singer, came out, and we did a few songs with Susie singing back up and doing second guitar. Cool. And that was what actually officially got the this is just too why are, awesome. Why we, are we not doing this? We've yeah. got to keep making music. It it took another year or so before we officially started practicing. Well, we writing. said what yeah. we said
4: was no expectations. None. No commitments, no agreements. Mm. Let's just try and get together once a month, play through these old songs, maybe yeah. we'll write some new ones yeah. and see what happens, you know? And, and then it just we started practicing more yeah, and writing and you know, writing and yeah.
0: writing and we were like, Oh man. Yeah. You know, what you I got mean? that inspiration book. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's kind of it, is like we you know, we we were broken up for twenty years, but we did do the occasional reunion show only at Christmas night mm-hmm. for a specific purpose. You yeah, know, usually the anniversary of the record label, you know. So
2: Yeah. And then, so how did the recording for this record, Secret Club, go? Because I know you, you, you left town for it, right? Yeah. You didn't record it here.
0: Well, that's another thing, too, is like when you get older and you're revisiting something from your past like that, you kind of think like, well, what what can we do or what would be fun that we weren't able to do back then or capable or have the money to do? Now we're older and we all have jobs and stuff. We've always,
4: yeah. always, always, always ever only done... Um, Weeknights and weekends. Yeah,
0: like it takes you six months to record an album. You to know? Yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we all kind of collectively said, man, it would be fun to just go away and hole up in a studio for a week. And so we were started thinking about it, and it was just one choice. Uh, we're all huge fans of the 90s band Jawbox yeah. uh, uh, from D.C. Jay Robbins, the leader of Jawbox, he went on to form Burning Airlines and so many other great bands. And he had produced a lot of great albums that we loved promise ring braid texas is the reason all kinds of stuff and he had recently recorded some friends of ours uh the pauses from orlando yeah yeah uh, thrushes from baltimore and some other bands that we knew and we were like man i'd be so awesome to record with jay i love his drum sounds that he gets mm-hmm. and he's an idol it'd be cool to work with him as an engineer and, you know yeah, as an engineer. anything." so else. we called him dude i'd love to record you let's do it and all of a sudden it was on it's like oh my gosh we're going to baltimore in six months so a, we practiced week. every week yeah
4: for like three months and we just h- hammered the songs yeah. like over and over yeah. and over again because we only had five days mm-hmm. and a day for travel five days to record and track and then a day to go home so day to come home because like yeah. a 15 hour
0: drive yeah yeah so we did it man it was an excellent experience so cool and just to be holed up and i mean yeah you're still online and you're getting phone calls and sure, facebook yeah. and stuff like that but to just wake up and go into the studio and be there for five ten hour days yeah where you're doing nothing but nothing being but. creative mm. it was awesome you know i recommend like, oh, it to man. any band
4: it's three wait no not three o'clock like six o'clock yeah. we haven't eaten anything yet yeah. and we eat we'll eat in the morning and then we'd work all day yeah. and then just be like where did the day go okay i guess we should eat
0: yeah yeah, you know. so it was a wonderful, rewarding experience. Jay was awesome. Um, I would call him a friend. We've stayed. In t- I talked to him this morning. Cool. Um, his band Jawbox just announced today that they're pl- doing a tour for the first time in. Oh, they coming to Tampa? No, no not oh, yet. All right, that's, let's make uh, that happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Major cities, but we're yeah. real stuck on that. So. Yeah, that's really cool. So but shout yeah. out to Jawbox. Yeah, yeah. totally. One hundred percent. We might.
4: Yeah. We we might if they don't announce more dates, which you know. Maybe they would. would be fine, but if if they if they don't, we might have to fly go somewhere. somewhere to oh, see 100%. percent.
0: Yeah. They're just one of our collectively between the four of us, easily in our top ten bands for all of us. Yeah, you know what I mean.
2: So that's really cool, mm-hmm. and that's great that you got to record with them. Oh, like, it was awesome. That's so. Were these songs that you know you had been writing over the years, or did you like put them together in this like
0: three month span? That's it. That's how you just did. it? was it?
4: probably like three to six months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. banged
0: them out, man. I mean, it just happened. Yeah, you know, I know it sounds so organically, blah, blah, blah. right? Right, you no, know, but it's the truth. No, but it, it sounds you know? fresh,
2: like it sounds new. You oh. know, it doesn't sound like songs that were yeah. 10 years written uh-huh. 10 years ago. Well, thank you, you so know? much, that means a lot. Um, but that's really cool. So, these were all like just brand new songs that you were writing. Yeah, and, um, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that really resonates, probably with the band in general, but definitely with me with the new record. Is sure, you know, sometimes. Uh, again, I'm going to use the E word, but sometimes emo, <laughs> you know, gets kind of a bad taste sure. because a lot of the, you know, people even think that a lot of emo is like misogynistic yeah, because right. there's a lot of like, you know, oh, this is the girl that destroyed my life yeah, kind of right. songs, sure, you know, sure. but, you know, Pogo. And we can and talk
3: about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we could.
2: But, but your songs are, you know, so much about, you know, your experience and what you've dealt with, you know. With, yes. And. That to me is like makes for a much more like, you know, emotional record in that sense or just something that's like actually, you know, honest because that's mm-hmm. what you're,
4: mm-hmm. you
2: know, again, that's what you're you've been dealing with. You well, know?
4: and I always feel like I can write a song about my own personal experiences. But when I listen to a record. I don't know what they're singing about. I take yeah. what those lyrics are and I apply it to my life. So I hope that it has some more of a universal Oh, I definitely reach think it does. In that way, yeah. you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's certainly not my my goal when sure. I'm writing something, yeah. but it's cool when that happens. When we you know?
0: when we first when this when our first hype tracker single was being pitched by our publicist to mm-hmm. publications, he got a couple people come back and go this song just rocks. It's just so. And he goes, but the lyrics are some of the most depressing lyrics What's, I've ever read. What song was that? Mo- business Mode. Oh yeah, I love Business yeah. Mode. Yeah, because it's, it's a song about Susie. You know, we're it's at real. Home, It's real. It's honest. You know, her, her legs don't always work, and she'll yeah. just be trying to transfer from her scooter to the couch and fall flat on her face. You yeah. know, and that's what the song it is happens, about. You know, yeah. and so it's like it's this catchy, rocking number. But then you read the lyrics, and it's this this uh, juxtaposition or a contrast. Yeah. You know, and that was not purposeful, but we were obviously aware of that. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean. Because when you write well, a song, I like to
4: write pop songs, but I write about my own experiences. Boom, there it is. You know? It's like
0: you want to write cool, catchy music that people are gonna like, but at the same time, like you said, you want to you want to be able to express something. Yeah, you know.
2: Well, I I feel like it's the kind of thing where, it, you know, the themes of what you're singing about and what you're what you're writing about is universal. Sure. You know, even if people's experiences are different. Yeah. You know, totally. So, like, I I can't I can't name, think of the song name, um, but the one where you talk about like the poison running through your veins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I you know I haven't been there, but I can, I can feel that. You know, I mean like, and I and get that could that. be
4: uh, that could be alcohol. Sure. Yeah. It could know? be any, like, anything. Like, anything. You know, yeah. sure. it could be a toxic relationship that yeah. you're in. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's really cool to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It was, I mean, it I went through a two-year drug treatment, an MS drug, and it was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was um, basically
0: a chemotherapy-type infusion. Yeah. You know, and it so.
4: wiped out my immune system. It worked. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> that's great. Well, it's yeah. great that it's working. Yeah. yeah. But it wiped out my immune system. It was a five-day treatment, and I had, like, I had to to recover for a couple months. And then a year later, I did three more days and went through the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, she can't leave the house for a couple months. Oh, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: It's yeah. the whole like chemo protocol, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like hand washing and like, stay away from sick people. Yeah. All
0: yeah, don't stuff. go to a buffet. zero immune yeah. system. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
4: So, so anyway, um, that was one of the things yeah. I was writing about because it was just so that I don't know if you've ever been to like a cancer treatment center and yeah. an infusion room when they have like those pods of chairs and fluorescent lights and it's freezing mm-hmm. cold and the tv's on and the the ivy poles are beeping because their alarms are going sure. off all different it's just it's awful
0: now so. i i will say too though like when we when we originally were talking to our publicist before the record came out and we were talking about you know the pitch and all that and we also were speaking to a couple of uh, professionals we have in the music industry friends mm-hmm. for advice you know, something that, that had never occurred to us now, the way publicity is handled versus 15, 20 years ago is, you know, because of um, there's so much music being flooded now, especially with digital and everything, that we were told, they're like, you know, well, what's your story? Yeah. What's the pitch? Oh, publicists other than, are all other about than, the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they asked us about the multiple sclerosis. They were like, now, is this something, you know, not, not exploitation, but yeah. can we mention this? And we were like, you know, of course, because first of all, it's our life. Mm-hmm. The whole record is, is about that. Mm, well, a good majority of it. Most of it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's obviously in a scooter. And so we were like, you know what? If we can make an impact on somebody or raise some eyes or ear, perk up some ears or maybe there's somebody else out there who has MS or some other yeah. uh, immune deficiency disease or a disability that can or go, a struggle. A struggle. I can relate to that. And that was even part of our conscious decision in our band photo taking. Like, mm-hmm. do we have her in the scooter or yeah, not? And we're 100%. like, you know what? Let's just show it. Yeah. Let's just show what it is, yeah. man. Yeah, because that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's... it's Because
4: um, I went through a phase of not wanting to be photographed in my scooter. Yeah. You know, right. like, let me let me stand up for this shot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But no, but we've embraced it. Yeah, you know? I mean, We've you know? embraced
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, it's part of what makes you, you. And, you right. know, um, I, I'm quoting Amy Ray here. She said this on our podcast a while ago. And she said that any part of your otherness should be celebrated. Yes. You know, like whatever that whatever makes you different and unique. Like, that's your story. Sure. You, you know? know, she's great. Yeah, cause yeah. I, feel,
4: yeah I know. It feels like it's I feel like the, that my experiences have brought me to where I am and have you know giving me the perspective to write those songs I'm pointing out, I'm looking at the Yeah yeah the, record, the records right? Yeah. right over there yeah um, giving me the perspective to write those songs you know yeah. so absolutely I agree with that 100% mm-hmm.
2: and I think it's uh it's cool um you know you're it's all it's also like you're raising awareness too for multiple sclerosis because mm-hmm. like i i honestly like you know i'm very ignorant of what multiple sclerosis is and how it affects you in your mm-hmm. daily life you mm-hmm. know but mm-hmm. um through knowing you like through facebook and seeing your posts i'm I'm able to see like wow you know Susie deals with a lot you know interesting yeah, yeah. yeah
4: that's well and i'm 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 not I'm not okay with you having to learn about it that way. No, because well, no, I'm yeah. dealing with it. But I'm yeah. glad that you've that you've learned something from it. You yeah. Know? Because if you Google MS, the first sentence is a chronic, comma, often disabling condition of the nervous system. Yeah. And that's all you get. You know what yeah, know like,
2: what the hell does that mean? Yeah, and what? then you yeah. see
4: celebrities who are doing great, like Jack Osborne has MS, but hey, man, I'm doing paleo, and I'm traveling the world with my dad. Right. No, that's not what it's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know? Um, so, yeah, if we can shed some light sure. on that in the process, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. You know?
2: Well, then it's also just amazing to see – you know, like you, you posting, you know, pictures from when you you were in the hospital and stuff like that to then seeing you on stage (laughs) and rocking out and like performing this kick-ass show, you Mm -hmm. know, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Well,
4: you make time for the things that are important to you. Yeah. And I'm stubborn sometime to my own, sometimes to my own detriment. Yeah. Um, but we got the okay from my doctors and you know,
0: that's what I was going to say. It's this it's this interesting combination of Susie's determination mm-hmm. and perseverance combined with the logical clearance from her doctor to say, <laughs> you can yeah. go do yes. these things. You yeah. know I'm not I mean? just, you know, willy nilly out there going, screw yeah. the system. I'm going to teeter on death to <laughs> and make so, And, yeah. social, show happen. and yeah. social media
4: can be good in some cases, but it can also create um, some, you know, misperceptions about like oh, well, she's okay to play this show, but she can't come to my family outing. Yeah. Wait, no, what you don't understand is that I rested weeks before these last four shows, and I will probably be at, I took a two-hour nap today, mm-hmm. and we'll probably be recovering for the next week and a half. That's right. You know what I mean? I still have a blood clot in my arm from the pick line that I had from my hospital stay. I'm still dealing with stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you make it work. You make yeah. it work the best way you can yeah. if you want to do it. So I'm doing it, yeah. yeah. you know?
2: Well, and this seems like this is what you were meant to do, you know? Like oh, just I hope so. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, not, it's true. Like, I mean, anybody that's listening to this, if you if you listen to the Secret Club record, like, you can tell, like, this is, you know, this is what you were meant to do. Call
4: up that's every great. record label and say, check out this band.
2: I will. Yeah. I will personally do that for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, sometimes, you know, people say, uh, I've talked to other musicians, and they're like, A weird question is Are you a fan of your own band? Mm -hmm. You know, do you ever? And and it's interesting because I always say I don't find it weird when people listen to their own music because I wouldn't play this kind of music if I didn't like this kind of music. Yeah, and it's not to say I put on the pogo record all the time, but I've maybe once every three months I'll put it in and go, Yeah, I'm really pleased with that. That sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but and I, (laughs) you listen to your record. Well, sometimes it's for critical, like I'm listening to my drums or we have to revisit Uh before a show or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but also the point I'm getting at is is I do hear the album and I go, I do personally feel like there's there's a sense of immediacy there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's 11 songs in th- less than 35 minutes. This is how a record should it be. Just like bang, that's a, yeah. Just a barn burner. Yeah. You know no what I mean? No frills.
4: Yeah. Like when we went in there, you know, we tracked all the drums on day one. Mm-hmm. We did... Brian had, like, three bass fixes because he's insanely talented. Sure. Yeah. Then um, I tracked my guitars. Matt tracked his guitars. And during that process, we started with vocals. So by Friday, we had everything tracked. Yeah. Um, And usually, I think that's part of the reason we get so, like, we have that rec center record where I almost feel like it's overproduced because we had so much time. We were splitting hairs that had already been split, like, 20 times. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that time. We didn't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... You know, it's like in the studio, I got this part. All right, let's hear it. it sounds great. Let's record it, you know. And, um, so it was just really cool yeah. to work the record that way. Yeah.
0: Friday yeah. night at ten PM, I'm hitting a tambourine and it's like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were done. <laughs> no, but
2: but that's what's cool about the record is like it sounds the way the band sounds live. Oh, I great. Think. Thank you. You know, like it's it captures the live show really well.
0: Yeah, we know? didn't want to do I mean, you know, that's, there's nothing wrong with having a big production and then having a live sound. We get yeah. that. We've we've been in bands that do that. But we wanted to make a rock record, and we wanted it to be very energetic, yeah. you know, and, and f- seem, and f- we didn't want to put up any errors of who we are, you know what I mean? Like, we're four people, we're all in our 40s. Susie's the youngest member, and she's 42. You I'm know. not
4: 42, I'm 41. She'll be
0: 42 in <laughs> September. Did, nice. You're her under the bus here, she man. She'll Seriously. be 42 in September. <laughs> It's let's 2019. Let's sh-
4: some months off while we can. So my <laughs> point, the point I'm
0: getting at is, is it's like you know there is a part of just like let's get back to basics, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so the, we we really wanted to do that with this album.
4: And I think the reason, part of the reason why it's so it rocks so much is because it felt really good. Mm-hmm. I think the political and emotional climate that we're in right now, yeah. like it just mm-hmm. it's cathartic to just. Bang a song out yeah. and rip through it and be like, "All right, what's next?" Yeah. And you shake everything off and you know. Yeah, and, and the we, drums
2: sound really good,
0: Keith. Thank I'm you. Saying. We yeah. got <laughs> we were really prepared. I mean, we practiced when we got there. About halfway through the week, you know, we're just getting to know Jay. Yeah. About halfway through the week, he's like, "You guys are one of the most prepared bands I've ever worked with." That's cool. You know, he like, said that's like, a really the, good compliment.
4: We said he said we were the most prepared and the most. Self critical, yeah, or it wasn't that self lacerating, lacerating <laughs> that was the word, yeah, sounds about right,
0: you yeah. Know, yeah. It's so like you do something, you know, and it's a good take, you go, know, Oh, it's you know, and then you <laughs> yeah, go back yeah. and listen to it, and go, No, like I was reduced
4: to tears good. when I was recording my guitar, and it's like, I'm just recording rhythm guitar, but I was freaking out so yeah, much, sure. And I'm like having this moment, and we're in the kitchen, and he just kind of looks at me, and he gives me the horns, like the metal sign, and raises yeah. his eyebrows, like, It's good. Yeah. He's like he's like I don't know yeah. what you're so upset about. I'm like it's not good yeah. enough. Never, no.
0: Yeah. yeah, we definitely went in really prepared. So
2: so yeah. what what are your personal favorite cuts from the record? Like what are your favorite tracks? The I, last, know I know that's like last picking, song is,
4: know. Uh, My favorite my favorite song is the last one. Easterberg it's Easterberg
2: yeah. yeah yeah that's a beautiful song.
4: Thank you. Oh, dude I don't
2: know man. My favorite is bunch. Yeah, man. Yeah, because for me, I don't know. It kind of sounds like a like a second stage turbine blade, Coheed and Cambria era track, <laughs> yeah, you know. And yeah, not just sure. because Susie, you sing in the same register as the guy from Coheed and Cambria, <laughs> yeah. but because it just it just has that feel. And then there's that like kick ass like Dinosaur Jr. ass guitar solo. Uh, uh,
0: somebody <sighs> said that to us. <laughs> yeah. The other day. Oh. Okay. They said man, that guitar solo was so J Maskus. Dude, it's so cool. Yeah. Like I'm, I love Dinosaur Jr. That's so, all, Matt. Yeah. Man, that's all, Matt.
2: Well, Matt yeah.
4: came with those parts. To practice, he came basically with the song arranged, mm-hmm. and we were we did, like, a crappy iPhone recording, and it, we called it Braid Chunk, because we thought that the chorus, I mean, the verse chords sound like a Braid song, mm-hmm. and then the choruses sound like Super Very Chunk, super especially yeah, yeah. with that solo.
0: So the temporary name was Braid, braid chunk. chunk. Braid <laughs> Chunk. Yeah.
4: yeah. And then I I think John Bunch had just passed away, John Bunch from Sunsfield. and um, building... What is that? What what album is that? For? I can't remember the name of the album. Uh, building. It's, I think it's, it's your second called Building. Album. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of all time. It's less than two minutes and it's super posy. Oh, awesome. And I listen to it and it just makes me feel like I can do anything. So I wanted to write a song, kind of as like a thank you to him for that. And that's why it's just so, just ridiculously positive. Yeah, just like. Yeah.
2: It, and that Just was Bunch? Yeah. It's called Bunch. It's named after John Bunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, now it makes sense?
3: Yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah,
2: that's my favorite track on the record. I, Great, I love it. Awesome. And now knowing this, like that makes me like it even more. Sure. You should so.
4: totally listen to the, I'll send you the song, Building. You should yeah. listen yeah, to it. Yeah, please do. Um, please
2: do.
0: Incredible voice, incredible guy. And sadly, you know, there was some... Substance dispute over his death, but yeah. it pretty much known that he suffered from depression, and no. it's, it was probably a an overdose, overdose yeah. accidental which, or not. Which but. makes
4: it even more touching that mm-hmm. that song is so meaningful to me. Sure, because yeah. he was because de- I deal with a lot of crap too. So mm-hmm. that oh, song, yeah. that song for me is basically just saying, "There are days I don't even feel like I can get out of bed, mm-hmm. but I'm like, just fake it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So fake it until you make it, and that's yeah. basically what that song's about, sure. you know." So, good. I'm glad you like it.
2: Well, it's kind of what everybody's doing, right? Right Everybody, now, Everybody's yeah. faking it until they make it. You know? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: but. don't know if I have an album. Fa- I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty fond of all of it. Yeah. I, I, won't,
2: I won't press you on it. I won't <laughs> make you choose. I know it's like picking between your, your, your two sure. children or something. Sure. I'll know? tell you what. So. I will
0: say this. Business Mode has a special place because... That was our first. Like, we can't wait to share our first song, song. in 20 yeah. years yeah, with people. Yeah. And when it came out, oh man!
2: Cool. And it starts off so hard. Yeah. Like, people <laughs>
0: were real excited about. It. So that's a, that's yeah. a cool. Yeah. Also, try harder. Actually, it wasn't our first song in 20 years. We did a, we did a local, re- locally recorded single of the Version song "Try, try Harder," or, yeah. that we had done at Atomic Audio here in town, um, that debuted on the premiered on the Washed Up emo podcast. Okay, uh, cool. two years ago. So that also has a very special place because, A, I think it's a really great song. And, um, but that was kind of our reintroduction of like, hey, we're back. Yeah, yeah. But business mode was the first. Hey, here's the first song off of the album we just recorded with Jay Robbins in Baltimore that we're really stoked on. Yeah. So those two songs. That that's my answer. Firm. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that is wrong. The answer is wrong. Yeah. I
2: would say
4: Easterberg for me because I'm really proud of my melody on that. Yeah, Excellent melody. It is, um, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, really worked on that. Um, and. We had, the last song on our first record was called Westerberg.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And just just bear with me, Keith. I know he thinks I take too long getting two points. He's looking at me. He's <laughs> gonna okay, start going, everybody. sure, sure, sure. That means he wants me to wrap it up. Nope. Don't Mom be look. silly. Okay, Westerberg is called Westerberg because of Paul Westerberg, because yeah. he was in the replacements. My favorite band of all time. I was a, the replacement of Kobe. So
2: oh. the song mm, is about like see, yeah, yeah, the yeah.
4: very first time we practiced as a band together. So Matt also came in with this guitar riff for Easterberg. And I was like, that sounds like it could be, you know, a companion to Westerberg. So mm-hmm. let's just call it Easter. So we had the name yeah. before we even had the song finish. Mm-hmm. And this the song title has nothing to do with the song. It was about me realizing that I had started my job when I was 29 And I had hit ten years, and I'm I was so I was thirty nine. So my entire thirties were spent in this one job, and I was just like, "Oh, holy shit! Where did the time go?" So that's what that song's about, you know. But more so about the subject. I just I love singing it. It's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite melodies to sing. We
0: don't play it too often because it's really long for Mm -hmm. the album, and you know, for this album anyway. Yeah. And it is a very moody piece. It is. So sometimes when you play these shows where you know, you're told, hey, you got, you're the you opener. You got 25 off the minutes. Moody song yeah. You, know you want to I mean? play the hits. Yeah, yeah. Well, just we want to play you know. as mu- when you're playing for a new audience, you want to play as much as you can. Yeah. So then you go, oh, do we play the six-minute-long song or, mm-hmm. or do we play two? Two. You know, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Now going back sense. to her saying she really enjoys the melody. One thing I will say is Susie sometimes will she'll have a beautiful melody. We'll practice the song, we'll learn it, it's done. Months go by and then she'll go, you know, I don't know if I'm really happy with that melody. I'm thinking about changing it. And we'll all go, You're out of your fucking mind. That song is awesome. You know.
2: So So then then who wins? Does she get to change it
0: or it depends. Yeah. Usually we convince her that it's great. Uh, But as I've gotten
4: older and more self assured Mm -hmm. and although I'm the baby, I'm now the forty one, not two (laughs) year old baby in the band. Yeah. I'm still I still have to Like, no, dude, I'm the singer. Yeah. If I don't want to sing it, I'm not gonna sing it.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's a great way to put it.
4: (laughs) So yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, like the song Digging on the album, it's Mm -hmm. it's split. The first half of the song is just guitar and voice, and then the band comes in. So when we were writing it, she's like, Hey, I've got this song, let me play it for you. And
4: it sounded totally And she
0: played the whole song, and Matt and I were almost like I don't even want to put any music to that. Like, I just want to hear her sing and play the guitar. Yeah, yeah. So the compromise was, what if we arrange it as a split arrangement? So we get to listen as the band, mm-hmm. the, the first half of the song, and then we'll come in and play the second half of the song. And so it's like this kind of compromise That's really on the cool. songwriting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Super smart. Take that compliment. I see you.
4: <laughs> putting it, folding up, putting it in a bucket. Put,
2: just save it for later. Yeah. Save sure. it for later. Sure. sure. So we're in 2019 now. Yeah, you man. know, the triumphant return was 2018. So yeah. 2019, what's on the horizon for Pogo?
0: Well, we just did these four Southeast dates with Mineral. Mm-hmm. Um, their 25th anniversary tour. You know, they just got back together, put out a uh, two-song EP, Amazing we had, we had songs. rock
4: camp, four-day rock camp, immersion yeah, and, therapy yeah. with cool. Tancred and Mineral. And Tancred, was...
0: who have a fantastic oh, no, new album on so Polyvinyl. Weird. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. The greatest people also. I mean, you know, we just got along with them so well. Um, so that literally ended this weekend. We just got home last night. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. We got back from Atlanta. Um, so we have a show, local show coming up here at Microgroove on the 3rd. We're playing with a brand-new band from South Florida called The Darling Fire. I'm not hip. Uh, kind of another reunion-ish, situation. Ish superstar band. It's like people that haven't played together in a long time, but it's members of um, uh, more from the kind of '90s emo scene. Uh, rocking horse, winner, further seems forever, shyalude. Mm-hmm. So yeah, used like to love Miami. further seems forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like all members of that. So we're playing here on Super Bowl Sunday. I probably shouldn't have booked a show on Super Bowl <laughs> We're not
4: Sunday. into sports We yeah. don't know. I mean, Super there's there's going to be people out there yeah. But
0: it's yeah, going to yeah. be a fun show. Yeah. And then um, if I'm not spilling too many beans...
4: Well, not. Just wait. Just say there may be some travel plans. in Well, that's not what
0: I was going to talk about. We're actually, after the February 3rd show, we're going to take a couple months off. Okay. Because as we've said, we're all getting older. Matt
4: has a belly button hernia. He has a hernia.
0: He's got to have a hernia oh, surgery. Oh, no, Yeah, man. Matt. So he's got an umbilical hernia, uh, which you can look up pictures of that on the internet. do
4: Just don't.
0: <laughs> of his don't. hernia specifically? No. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well. Just,
0: yeah, so he needs to have that surgery. Uh, so like this trip we just did, he couldn't lift anything. Uh-huh. So we had to. Bring so I had to lift everything. No. <laughs> so and because Susie's in her scooter, we had to bring somebody with us. It's like a it sounds lame to be a local man. I'd say, yeah, we had a roadie, yeah, attack. yeah. but we, well, we had but to do that. Well, but who's
4: qualified? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So because of Matt's situation, so uh, we'll take a couple months off, and then we've we've without anything firm or making We don't any have anything firm. We there's <laughs> some deep travel plans potential for 2011. Like to the
4: core of the earth deep now. Yeah, yeah,
0: like really <laughs> yeah. really deep. Yeah, yeah, So, we'll leave it at that. We need passports. We need really passports. We we'll we'll need way. passports. Let's put it Oh, that way. really? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, can I, can I can I make a guess? You know, sure. is it is it Japan?
4: We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right. No know, knowing the band, I, I would I'm going to guess Japan, okay. but well, let's see know. what
0: pans out in a few months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll, keep, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it would be rad. And
4: yeah. I mean, if we get the opportunity, uh, that's that's basically where we're at right now. Things have been tossed out to us that we will consider, but we're not right. going to say let's do all this yeah. because. We just can't do that anymore. Right. So like, when we we only pressed 300 records. Yeah. Yeah. Of of Secret Club, and we found two smaller labels. One we had worked with in Japan called yep. Waterslide, and then one in the UK called Barely Regal. And it's a great name. Barely know, right? Regal. There's, <laughs> two, there's two. There's two brothers, and one of them was just on tour with Los Campesinos, which is yeah. another indie band. Mm-hmm. He's but in the band. He said, "Are you going to come out?" And we we're like, "We'll see." Yeah, And then, you know, then Japan's like, are you going to, well, I don't know. We can't make that stuff happen. You have to make it happen for us. And then there's this whole, there's a whole control element for Keith that (laughs) he's going to have to let go of, which is going to be hard. It is. Because he has to have his hands in everything.
0: Sure. Well, I book all the tours. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I do everything.
4: So if we can make it happen. Absolutely. Things are being talked yes. about. All right. Are All being, right. We'll, we'll leave it there. We'll yeah. leave it there.
0: Yeah. 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 So, the yeah. wheels
4: aren't in motion. The no. wheels are, the air's being checked in the yeah. in the wheels. Right? But
0: yeah, I mean, the album's <laughs> out in, in England on Barely Regal, in UK. I shouldn't say England, the UK. It's on Waterslide in Japan. And then in a month or so, uh, it's actually going to oh, yeah. come out on cassette on a brand new boutique label out of Germany yeah. called 30 uh, something Records. It's the first release. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. 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 So that's really fun.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. So I guess the, the good news and what we can confirm is that Pogo's not going away nope. again. Nope. There's no, not going to be another
0: 21-year break. We're no. still writing. We've been, we, on these four shows we just did, we played a brand new song every night. That's awesome. Yeah, no, we're still doing it.
4: Not like four new songs. We played yeah. Yeah. the same new song. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Either way, that yeah. like, that's so
2: cool. And yeah. so maybe some recording plans this year, some new oh, stuff. Steve.
0: Maybe I mean you know I guess the typical cycle is you work an album for two years yeah so let's just see what this next year brings I mean because the album just came out September yeah it seems like you know you say oh right, 2018 right. last year but it's only five months old yeah so we've still got a ways to continue to work the album you know so we'll see I mean definitely we want to record I another album have sometime
4: six or seven songs in like finished me just me you know vocals mm-hmm. and chords and lyrics right uh, melodies lyrics
2: and chords but it, it seems like a really cool position to be in as a band because you know you you are adults like you have your own lives sure. you, know, you have your store and other things outside of the band mm-hmm. so you can kind of be you know choosy about the things that you do as a band and the things that you want to accomplish so it's that's, a wonderful thing
0: yeah it really is yeah <laughs> so really that,
2: is. that that should give hope to some people listening out there yeah. that like you know you can do it yeah. you know you don't have it's not necessarily a young man's or young woman's game anymore sure. you but know? to be fair yeah
4: I'm not gonna play the Oprah you can make your dreams come true anything is possible uh-huh. a lot of the stuff that he did, this tour that he booked was because of relationships that we've built up in the past 20 years mm-hmm. not necessarily from the band from a label perspective from a you know all of the different bands that we've worked with over the years and the people that we've maintained contact with mm-hmm. like, it's he worked how long did it take you to book that tour oh, he,
0: months he did yeah. it by months.
4: himself no booking agent i mean it was really nice to be out with mineral and tancred and have like green rooms and, yeah. yeah yeah you know and, they the, would and a share, rider they would yeah. share their we yeah. didn't have a they would share their rider with us yeah, but like mm. to have a place to go you know and not, time
0: to be there and all that yeah kind of yeah yeah. That was nice
4: like when we toured we had one guarantee yeah <laughs> but the rest of it was it was pretty punk rock, which yes. was totally fine, rock, yeah. and it was yeah. fun, yeah. you know. But
0: but you know what was great about that tour? This was in September after the album came out. We did 10 shows in 10 days up to New York and back. And what was great was, there was dude, there was a couple places where we rolled in on a weeknight, and there was 15, 20 people there.
4: Mm-hmm. Which was awesome. But it was awesome
0: yeah. because we were playing these tiny rooms, and it was either just people that wanted to come check out this new band, or it was people that really wanted us, that knew us. Yeah. And so even though we were playing these small shows, like we did great on merch every night. So that's really something to a band to go and play. Like most bands, you know, we've been young, we were young, and you go play to 10 people and you go, that show sucked, blah, 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 blah. But then when you play to 10 people and you do a couple hundred dollars in merchandise to or 10 people. Or you play people, to 10 people
4: and five of them say... I put this song on a mixtape for my wife when we were dating. Yeah.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know that's I mean? cool. You so know? even though some of the shows weren't these amazing turnout, every show was um, was special and killer. And plus, we were just excited to be playing, man. We didn't care who was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not that I would have to say there was a worst show, but if I had to put it in order, you know, there was one show that was well under attended, and it was still Awesome. awesome. It was still awesome. Some and friends we
4: me- came from out of town. Yeah. We hung out. We yeah.
0: found a brand new cool local band up there that I continue to listen to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 it was neat.
2: Well, that's really cool, and I think yeah. that that if you know if if a lo- sorry if younger bands are listening right now, like that's one thing to take away from this is the that
4: youth is wasted on the
2: young. <laughs> yeah, that that's <laughs> definitely something to take away from it. But also, just that you know having these real connections with people and these real fans, like mm-hmm. that's how you make. That's how you can make it as a DIY band now. That's right. You know? That's like, right. And you might not financially make it, but no. you'll be supported and people will listen and people will come to the shows mm-hmm. and it'll make it worth worth it to continue to do it because you're making those real connections as sure. opposed to, you know, just having, just being on a Spotify playlist yeah. and people not knowing that you're well, whatever I, you are. I you think know?
4: because us two, because we never got to that point where we had writers and booking agents mm-hmm. and stuff, like we never got jaded about it, yeah. you yeah. know?
2: So uh, I think we're, we're pretty much out of time. I feel like yeah. we, I feel like we could keep I could keep talking to you all night. And, sure. you know, I want to do I'd actually like to do a follow up where we just talk about the label and micro groups oh, specifically, because yeah. that's a whole nother story that I want to know about. But
0: I've got stories know. that go on for years. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <I'm> sure <laughs> you on do. A loop with stories Yeah, sometimes. I would love it. I would love it, man. This has been a pleasure. Yeah.
2: But before yeah. we wrap any any final thoughts, any last words for uh, the Cigar City Radio listeners? Mm.
0: S- support local music listen you know there's a lot going on in the scene today Uh-oh. and you go on facebook and it's like you get 20 notifications for one. Oh, what am i gonna don't do say da, 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 you're
4: interested just say you're going just say you're I'm going just
0: and go you know and and you know people say oh the music scene kind of sucks right now it's so saturated well there is a lot going on and there's a lot of places all doing live music but it's on it's on this, the people that 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 are on the other end, the non performers, like you've got to come see these bands. You know, I've had shows in here. People say, oh, we want earlier shows. We, you know, we don't want to pay a high cover. We want all ages, and I'll do an all ages show for five bucks here. It starts at seven o'clock, and there's 11 people here. Yeah. You know, so my my last final thought, my Jerry Springer final thought is <laughs> go out, go check out some killer bands, man. Go support them, and don't just go, wow, that was cool. Buy their merchandise, buy their shirt, buy their album. Go see them again. I think it's pretty
4: safe to say that no matter what political side you're on right now, everybody could do with some distractions. That's right. So what better way than to get out of your house and see some live music, Mm -hmm. you know, like you may surprise yourself, you know, just get out and stop, I'll be honest with you, I'm tired, I did not want to come tonight. I was grumpy and telling Keith, you like to do all the talking anyway, you can just do it without me. He's like, no, he wants to talk to you too. And I was like, fine. So, but I'm I, I'm up here and, and I had here, a great yeah. time. You I'm know glad I mean? you did. So, I'm yeah. glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did too. Awesome. So. so yeah, I mean, just get out of the house, see some live music. It'll, yeah. you know, it'll just get your mind off things yep. for a little while. And, and to
0: the young bands, because I get a lot of booking requests from young bands that like, we want to play Microgroove, we want to play Crowbar.
4: It's, it's not like and American Idol. Them, you're not gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, and I, I always it. tell
0: them like, look, do you are you a customer here? Have we met? Have you been to a show here? And they'll go, well, no. I'll say, why don't you come to a couple shows first? Introduce yourself, and then we can talk about booking your band. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's not me putting down some parameters to play micro groove like we're some fancy place. No, that's trying to encourage somebody to come be a part of something. Come be a part of something organic and network. Heck, they might meet somebody here who's into similar music and then they go, dude, let's put a show together. And yeah. now you got a two-band bill all of a sudden. Or let's start
4: a band. Or yeah. let's start
0: a band. Or you know? maybe then they'll get married.
4: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You
0: know? Boom. There it is. Cue the uh, Cigar City fade out music. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's true. No. Play me <laughs> off, keyboard cat. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: no, thank you guys so much. I, I totally agree with your sentiments though. You know, if you're listening to this, go outside, check out something. Yes. Yeah. And come to Microgroove and buy a lot of records because there are some great ones here, and uh, it's a it's a great store. You guys are great.
4: Go for it. I'm (laughs) I'm I'm revising our dinner plans. Okay. You're gonna go get Zico's, and we're gonna order groceries. You'll have coffee in the morning.
0: Oh, sweet. I like it. Yeah, I
3: like that too.
2: I like that plan too.